Yes, we are back. What a crazy turn of events, you know. We're filming, I guess it was last night, and then all the crypto stuff happened. Just crypto stuff. It's just... And Elon put the tweet out, and the markets did what you expected to do. It dipped hard, fell crashed <laughs> what's the word that they use when it really goes bad what's the word i think did i i was considering using the word in the title and i was like no that's too extreme tanked mm. i was like no nah, that's yeah. too extreme tank i was trying to figure out like what is it what is what's a percentage necessary in a fall for it to be a tank <laughs> and i think at a point it was like 20 percent down or whatever and i was like i don't think that's enough i don't think that's quite a tank Anyway, now we've had a little time for it to settle down and people, it appears, are angry with Elon Musk and Tesla. I saw a trending hashtag, uh, don't buy Tesla. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tesla stock, I guess, wasn't doing all that well either. And then people just in the crypto community, you know, that can be uh, that can be quite a crowd. Very enthusiastic crowd Passionate. is one way to put it. Mm -hmm. And you, to their, to their point... Uh, Elon had been that dude. He had been, you know, holding up the doge. The messiah. He had just been, he had just uh, hanging on every word. Yeah, he had been that guy right there in the photo. And like the thing is, he's still a guy. I've been, I was, I've been trying to explain this. Like the dude on SNL, he himself, the Tesla guy, he's a guy. Yeah. And so you can only put so much into it. Like, I mean, obviously there's levels to this thing, but you, you, you can't bet, you can't bet your life on it, on this stuff. You know, it's not healthy. And it's also equally not healthy to be scrolling and scrubbing and checking and not for me, at least. I don't know. You do you. Okay. You want to scroll scrub? Are you giving financial advice? That's right. I am. Maybe I am. Obviously, I'm not. Anyway, so people got mad. One of the people got mad is uh, Dave Portnoy from Barstool. And he used the word tank. Elon is trying to tank Bitcoin. And he was mad. He was basically saying, like, look, you pumped the whole thing up. Oh, people are using the word pump now. People are saying pump, dump, pump. Stock market words. Mm -hmm. He's saying you pumped the whole thing up. He said, we know you have unlimited money, <laughs> which he does. Elon Musk, I'm talking about. We know you have unlimited money, but some people took a risk on this thing. Sure, yeah. And what about them? Because now they're stressing because you took it off the table and and Marcus is doing what he's doing and now there's panic setting in. And I know everybody's got their own responsibility for themselves. But everybody's heard the saying with power comes responsibility. Like that's, I guess it's up to the individual how much responsibility, but that, mm -hmm. of course, if you can move markets, if you can push people, if you can change decisions, then of course, right. there's responsibility. If you choose to receive it and accept that responsibility, it's up to you, I guess. So I looked into it a little bit. I tried to get to the, I don't know, f figure out what the incentive was to tweet what he tweeted was it just strictly the environment? 
was there more to it? I mean, I, I had kind of dissected it a little bit. I saw the coal, the word coal. Mm-hmm. I saw the fact that there was- just the keywords. No, just the keywords because you gotta, you gotta cut through it, you know? Signal to noise ratio. Oh, this is a new tweet. We got new tweets. To be clear, I strongly believe in crypto, but it can't drive a massive increase in fossil fuel use, especially coal. So we we see the crying face. And then what did the pomp say? He says, announce the renewable energy miner already and let's go, get on with it. Need you focused on getting us to Mars. Hmm. Yeah, some that's a heavy crypto guy as well. Um, what does he say? Invested 200 million in early stage. Yeah. Multiple unicorns. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was key. And I guess he reiterated kind of what I said as far as keywords. Said coal again. <laughs> said coal again. And uh, on the original post, it had that portion at the bottom saying less than 1% of Bitcoin's energy per transaction is available through other cryptocurrencies. And then we saw that happen today. We saw pretty much everything fall with the exception of Cardano, which has a reputation for being more power efficient. Ethereum down nine and a half, Bitcoin down nine and a half percent. And Cardano's up 10, 11% right now. Like that's a big, you can see, look at those graphs. You put them, to, put them side by side. And you see, this is a direct beneficiary of this commentary. Now, I was telling you before we shot, you get the Cardano guy shaking hands with Elon. You get a picture of that in Texas right now or wherever it happens to be. It's literally to the moon then. Watch this thing keep going. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, the word is that it's using 1.6 million times less energy per transaction compared to Bitcoin. And so maybe he keeps talking like this, being the enormous influencer that he is, maybe this energy and enthusiasm moves around a little bit in the crypto market Mm -hmm. instead of leaving the crypto market completely. But it's hard because it's cryptic and it's not a direct instruction. And so people are left having to make their own moves, deal with their own consequences here. And hope everybody's up being safe out there, Will. But definitely there are humans that are upset. And not that Elon himself hasn't been inside of controversy in the past. He certainly has. But this time, it's sort of more of the core fan base. Mm-hmm. Because he had aligned himself so tightly with crypto. And then put it on the page and... It's also because crypto is so futuristic. Yeah. There's so much potential here. It's a lot of overlap with the type of communities that would be interested in uh, space and electric cars and AI. and like There's a lot of crypto overlap there. So it is really more the core. Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be more to say on it. And there's plenty of people talking right now on this subject. So... We'll figure out where it all leads. But you got to remember, Will, the internet, when it first kicked off, it wasn't what it is right now. The players were different. And sometimes what ends up playing out is that the 
the first one in a market doesn't remain in that position forever. Yeah, or not for long. That that, that happens. Sometimes it does. Other times it doesn't. And something gets improved upon or something. Just bad decisions maybe. Bad vision. Or or just the time runs out and, sure, and, and, yeah. the, and the culture moves a different way. Like the thing is constantly in motion. And so it, it's, it's tough because you got people money on the line. You got people's emotions on the line. So it's tough uh-huh. thing to, everybody wants to forecast. If everybody could forecast, if any, if everybody could know that the photo of Elon shaking hands with the Cardano boss was about to post tomorrow, then everybody would be doing the action. Uh-huh. And I think this is part of the reason why people get a little bit frustrated because they feel like there's information out there that they're not privy to. Like what drove these decisions? You know, people, one of the things people are angry about is like, okay, you're a billionaire. You got these complex companies you're doing and you just considered the power consumption of Bitcoin now, 49 days after you decided to accept it? Yeah. Like nobody, no advisor was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna, I'm gonna show you some power consumption. Like, I'm saying that's what people said. Now, I don't know if he considered that. I don't know if he looked at it. Mm-hmm. But actually, in our next story, we have some relatively new information that could have influenced this decision. But first, a word from our sponsor today, which is DoorDash. DoorDash, you know I've been a customer for a very long time. Mm. It is my food delivery app of choice. And they now do more than just food delivery. Listen to this, Will. Did you ever forget that one thing at the store? All the time. You've done it before, right? You don't make a list. You're walking around the store. You come home. You forgot half the items. Yeah. A lot of uh, gushers, though. You're talking about the little gummy yeah. thing? Yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Really? They're fun. They're fun. I mean, I, that's, you're taking me back to like... Um, <laughs> I'm a child. Re, yeah, recess <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm in grade five. Yeah. Trading gushers. Yeah. yeah. Now you can get snacks, drinks, and household essentials in 30 minutes with DoorDash. Dinner, check. Deodorant, check. I mean, they can pick up some deodorant for you in a pinch, Well, Right on. That's pretty wild. Uh, of course, you got all your favorite food items are on there as well. The Chick-fil-A we were just talking about mm-hmm. with the sauces, the Cheesecake Factory, you need a little dessert going on. Of course, you can get some wings. Actually, I was reading about Chick-fil-A is going to launch a, a chicken wing restaurant as well. No way. Yeah, wow. that was some That's some breaking news right there. Mm. That's, that might be bigger than crypto right there. Trending, number one. <laughs> Elon Musk tweets. No, he didn't tweet about no chicken wings. But it's fun nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, go on there. Hop onto DoorDash. And order up some food or those essentials. Give that a crack as well. And take 25% off right now. And zero delivery fees on your first order of 15 or more. Just enter the code LULATER2021 to catch that deal. So download the DoorDash app and enter the code LULATER2021. It's 25% off, up to a $10 value, and zero delivery fees on your first order. Go get the app in the App Store. LULATER2021 is the code. Don't forget the code. You get the discount, and then they know that we sent you. Or you can click the link in the description if that's easier. Lou later, 2021, 25% off. Uh, Yeah, this is the next story, and this is a wild one. 
So it seems like it's a possibility that something happened that a report or some information could have come to the table and led to this reconsideration inside of Tesla or for Elon himself in relationship to uh, the, the, the Bitcoin ban from the website. Mm. Like there could have been some, in, some push, some development. And when he said coal, I thought China. I was like, Where, what's, who's using coal? What's going on with coal? But then it turns out you got stories like this one that broke a couple days ago. Private equity firm revives zombie fossil fuel plant, power plants just to mine Bitcoin. And this is in upstate New York. Now, it's not coal. They switch it over to natural gas. But if you got reports like this and you're Elon Musk and you, you're, you're, you're in this position of sustainability and you've been talking about electricity, you've been talking about batteries, and all of a sudden you see this thing that you've been a champion for, crypto, and at least that's the way it got spun. I don't know how much he said on Bitcoin, but Doge was like yeah. 15 memes a day. I'm exaggerating. Big fan. And so you start to, it's possible you can change your mind. And I think, by the way, we should encourage people to change their minds. To smack somebody back every time. Oh, but you said this before, so you can never say anything else. It's like, well, what if you got some new information? Yeah. Happens all the time. Get some new information. Say, okay, now, now that I see, I got this analysis, or I talked to this expert, and... Trying to do the right thing if the intent is there. Anyway, this is a power plant that was out of commission. And then the cryptocurrency thing came along. Company bought it up. This is upstate New York. Green Ridge Power Plant. Listen to this. It was purchased by a private equity firm, Atlas Holdings, and retasked. A significant portion of Green Ridge's electricity no longer powers nearby homes or business. Rather, the plant's smokestacks are increasingly pouring pollutants into the atmosphere in the service of mining Bitcoin. Uh, by they, the end of the year, go ahead, Will. They could have very well just took a picture of like the smokestacks and then just sent it to Elon. Be like, this is what Bitcoin is doing. It's all it takes. Yeah. Like, hey, Elon, remember me? We grew up together. Yeah, I'm just in upstate New York right now. You sure you want to support this Bitcoin thing? Snap. Yeah. Send it over. He's like, oh, damn. Yeah, I can't get with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be other incentives yeah. as well. It's important to note here. I'm just paraphrasing. No, no, there could be other incentives. Like imagining. This is just one report, but it yeah. goes to show you how lucrative the thing had become, and it became lucrative enough that it actually made economic sense to burn fuel to mine big. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, by the end of the year, Greenridge at that plant, they plan to have 18,000 specialized Bitcoin mining machines. I presume those are ASICs. 18,000 is no joke. And they want to add 10,500 more to complete project is going to use 79% of that power plant's capacity or 85 megawatts, which is, we were talking yesterday about Cardano. The entire thing is using six gigawatts. The entire thing. Gigawatt, megawatt. Try to try to envision that for yourself. But anyway, too many, too many watts. Oh, yeah. Here's a quote from their SEC filing, the company. No direct competitor currently owns and operates its own power plant for the purpose of Bitcoin mining. 
the company wrote. No other Bitcoin mining operation of this scale in the United States currently user, uses power generated from its own power plant. However, residents don't necessarily like this idea. Well, they've been having meetings to talk about the downside of such a thing. It will employ extra people, but there could be environmental downsides, not just with the pollutants rising to the atmosphere, but also heat getting pumped into the local river. It's got some trout in it. A couple of trout in there. Uh, so... The power plant was supposed to be scrapped all the way back in, I don't know, like 2014. They spent $65 million to convert it to natural, natural gas and get it up and running again. The company has mined from between 2020 and 2021, they mined 1,186 Bitcoin at a cost of $2,869. And you already know the price of Bitcoin as it stands right now, 50 Gs or whatever it is. Yeah. So there's money to be made. Now, this last part is key. They've been doing so well that they say with their expertise they've developed at their current power plant, they plan to expand to at least 500 megawatts of mining capacity by 2025. So big numbers. Hmm. Now, this is just one story. That's all it is. And you see plenty of other reports saying, hey, 70% of... Bitcoin mining is done sustainably. You see it out there. And you say, okay, well, what's going on with the other 30? I mean, you might say that, or you might say, yeah, we're off to, we're heading in the right direction. But you also see stories like this, where you're, you're like, okay, you're, you're, burning, uh, you're burning gas here. Sure. In order to do this thing. And, but also, and you're planning on expanding. You're planning on continuing to do such a thing. And, it could, and, and with the, price of bitcoin the way it is it appears to be more viable than ever to go to, to go this direction yeah or to do things like this apparently mining gold is is really bad for the environment like physically mining gold you're talking about like metal like you're talking about in the earth gold yeah you're talking about yeah. crypto no you got the wrong show here will <laughs> i'm just saying like in comparison <laughs> i know that's I'm what just... a lot of like uh cryptos are kind of defending no yeah you're seeing all kinds of arguments renewable um uh, the financial system visa payment network how much are all these things using it's a valid point mm. everything use it generates energy how much yeah. energy does te is tesla using to create the products they create for sure yeah. what about spacex what are they burning you know you could push this in any direction yeah but the fact of the matter is there are cryptocurrencies that exist right now that are more efficient. Mm -hmm. It seems to be, that seems to be a fact right now. Uh -huh. And so therefore it's worth consideration. And that seems to be where we're at. Yep. This next one, sticking with Tesla for just a moment longer. There, it's a little bit more bad news, Never mind the stock, but they had another one of these fatal crashes with, uh, with the, uh, what is it, autopilot? possibly being engaged mm. so first of all just ignore the guy sitting in the back seat for now because it's a, it's actually two stories in one right here we got the next story which will explain this guy a little bit better okay uh apparently there is some some pressure being raised to the national highway traffic safety administration because of this most recent crash it was a may 5th crash in fontana fontana california near Los Angeles. 
It is now the 29th case involving a Tesla that they've responded to. The driver, whose name has not been released, was killed, and another man was seriously injured when the electric car struck an overturned semi on a freeway. The injured man, a 30-year-old passing motorist, was struck by the Tesla as he was helping the semi driver out of the wreck. So some other truck crashes, a semi, a big truck crashes. This other guy is trying to help this person out of the vehicle who's mm -hmm. been injured, obviously. He is struck by the Tesla, and the driver and himself suffered the consequences. I guess one death. Mm. Uh, the driver was killed, and the other man was seriously injured. Anyway, so this happens with all vehicles. It's obviously bigger news when it happens with Tesla, and Tesla will always cite numbers suggesting, like, hey, this is... Our numbers are better than the other numbers. When people... Uh, with other vehicles and, and when they don't have all the technology and systems that we have. But it's inevitable that if, if enough of these are out there, then this is going to happen from time to time. However, you have stories like this that have to exist alongside other stories like the next one. And this will bring a little more attention to the initial photo they used for that article. There's a guy, this guy right here, and you can click over to the other tab now. This guy is not only sitting in the backseat of Teslas, but he's calling it a movement. He isn't getting caught and saying, whoops, sorry. He's saying, this is what I want to do, and I'm always going to be in the backseat, and no one's going to stop me. So he's rallying people to do this? He's saying it's a movement. He's yeah, saying... like a movement. He, 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 first of all, so he got arrested, this guy. It's separate from the last story. Never mind the crash. But his picture is just... They used it as a, I don't know. Right, yeah. So he's in, he's in the back seat of a car and he gets caught. And they confiscate his Tesla. And he's released on bail, I think. He immediately goes and buys another Tesla. So he can do it again. And somebody finds him and interviews him. You can play some of the video if you want. Somebody finds him and interviews him. And he says, I'll keep buying. You can play the Instagram video. He says, I'll keep buying Teslas if they keep taking them away. I just got out of jail. I already got a Tesla. You feel me? I'm rich like that. You feel me? I came out the pandemic a fucking millionaire, bitch. So... He's a millionaire. He came out the pandemic a millionaire. He's asking you if you feel him multiple times. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> He's asking if you feel him. Yeah. He immediately buys a Model 3 and does it again. And his uh he's acting like it like It'll ne it won't affect him. He, like, it doesn't matter. They can keep arresting me. They can keep confiscating. I'll keep buying them forever and sitting in the backseat. Now, if you go, go, to the next, go to the next video where he's being interviewed, this one. So, I don't know, a reporter witnesses what's going on. And he's going to give you more of his justification here as to why he's doing what he's doing. 
You really, you really like that. You like really like it back there. Yeah, so I feel safer back here than I do up there. Like I, I swear to God, it's safer back here than up there. Well, what about for other people if something happens to the look? The I can safeguard? I can control it like this. So that's how fast you can get to the wheel. Yeah, feel me? That's how fast I can get to the wheel. And if anything else, you feel me? Go like. Shout out Elon Musk. You feel me? Gold collar, new Tesla, FSD package, you feel me? I got my music up here. The boom box is so the pedestrians can hear the car and get away from it. So he's got it all figured out. So what if they take your license from you? Well, Elon Musk will make a license irrelevant. Well, no, what I'm saying is, let's say this goes to court. The judge says, I'm ordering you to what does that mean? He's a big there. fan of Elon Musk. Elon Musk, and you gotta, you know, make the license, you know, eradicate having a license. Okay, but until then, though, you're gonna have to be riding behind the wheel. Yeah, I mean, I'll just get a new Tesla every time. I have unlimited money to blow on Teslas. Like, if you take my Tesla away, I will get another Tesla. He has unlimited money. That's how it works. I run Silicon Valley. He runs all of Silicon Valley. Oh, okay. I'm a Tesla millionaire. Millionaire? Yeah. Okay. I hope that's hundreds of millions. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? It's enough. Okay. All right. But, but I mean, you, you, you're in the high tech. Yeah. Like, I started the iPhone movement, the rich kids of Instagram, backseat robo movement. So I don't even know ba backseat yeah, robo yeah, movement yeah, is a like, thing like, on social media. Like, more, is he, he's encouraging more people to do it as well. Yeah. And I think right now people are just taking it out of proportion. You, you do understand that people are, are worried that something can go wrong. You understand that. I'm more scared of other people than I am of myself. How long does it take you to get in the backseat? One, two, three, three seconds. And you don't have any shoes on either. Yeah, it's a Tesla, you feel me? It's like a cabin back here. I could control the climate and all that from my phone. And it's like a living room back here. I'm relaxing in luxury while Elon Musk spurs me. So you have to say something to all the people out there that are watching. That You're so cute. <laughs> captivating. I'm just saying. <laughs> this guy's alive right now. It's this captivating. Actually it's terrifying living. to... It's terrifying to the extent, I don't know, maybe he's embracing the meme, maybe the whole thing is a troll, I don't know. But it's not in the best press because he's basically saying eradicate the license, it doesn't matter, I'm going to be in the backseat anyways, and of course people are going to cover it. And it's obviously not supported by the autopilot system, mm -hmm. it's telling you to put your hands on the wheel all the time, be alert, be ready to take over the wheel in case. The autopilot is very sophisticated, but it's just currently not set up to have you in the back seat. But you can have, it, it turns out, you can have this really sophisticated technology, but it's only as good as the people that use it. Because if this guy, the way he views it, if everyone just says, screw it, I don't care about having a license, I don't care about sitting behind a wheel. If everybody actually does the thing and gets into the back seats, then eventually the problem does end up at Tesla's doorstep. The fact that people can do it. Mm -hmm. And then these features have to get disabled and nobody gets anything cool because no one because we're not responsible enough uh -huh. to have the technology. So this and it's guy it's all because of this one guy. Well, I don't this... know if, if if it's one guy or more than one guy. Right. 
but you're cer- you're certainly starting to hear more stories about people being in the back seat, and I don't really understand the incentive. He says, I feel safer in the back than in the front. Well, I guess because if you crash, there's so much car in front of you. But but don't you want to take control of the car? If, like I have, somehow. I, I don't know. Can you stretch out more? Are they trying to put lane? put put their legs up or? Uh, feel like they're being chauffeured. I mean, that's what he referenced a couple of times. Then get a chauffeur. Like you're 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 saying that you have millions. Like just get someone to drive you somewhere. You know? No, no. no. Like what? He said he wants Elon Musk to be his chauffeur. Man. This this really hit you. This this hit you hard over here. No, I, I feel like this is gonna turn out really bad if like something actually does happen. He kills someone and it's just like it's not good for Tesla. It's not good for Elon. It's like I know, and he claims to be such terrible. a big, such a big fan too. He's, he's he he claims to be this Elon Musk fan, but in in the meantime, this is the last thing he wants people to be doing, obviously, uh, or or starting a or encouraging a movement for everybody to be doing that. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just yeah, it's, it's weird. This one's annoying. It's just irritating. Yeah. You have these people like around. Why? <laughs> like it's just the logic of it. It's like you have so much money, dude. Just have someone drive the Tesla for you. That's all you got to do. Well, or just sit in the front seat. And you can kick back. Why not sit? Is it really that much better to be in the back? Sure. Yeah. Like what? What is the? Or or like I said, is it is it a thing because I can? Is it a thing where he's enjoying the attention now and he's kind of playing up the fact that right. he's the backseat Tesla guy and it's not really about how much he believes in it. It's just the attention that's become addictive and he's like, yeah, I do what I want. You feel me? But that, you that's feel all me? it takes. It's just one bad like move on the highway or something. It's just, it just takes well, it one. It seems a then... lot of these stories I hear where the, where the autopilot messes up often has to do with a really big vehicle. Sure, that yeah. it misinterprets as like the sky or something like a big white transport truck. It's multiple times where I've that I've read about. They say there's 29 reports. It seems to be those are the more challenging things to sense outside of typical right. traffic and pedestrians. Like in this case, the guy was out of his car because he was trying to help the other person in the truck. So yeah, you need to be ready to go just in case. Like you yeah. can be on autopilot, but you need to be ready to go just in case. And um, obviously, if you're in the back seat, you're not. So yeah. Ugh, guy's the worst. I don't know if you heard about this big pipeline hack that took place. Mm-hmm. There was a it was a it was a ransom ransomware situation where yeah. uh, they had essentially shut down the delivery of gas to all kinds of gas stations. It was a, like a huge shortage, a on huge the, problem. It was on the east coast. Right? East east coast, yeah. yeah. It uh, and and. It appears now that the group that may not have recognized the significance of the company they were targeting because, and it's just a report. I mean, I'm on Bloomberg over here, but apparently, figure. apparently they backed off on, they probably, like they probably could have demanded more money. They got paid, by the way, from the company, even though the, I guess it's the FBI uh, it doesn't encourage companies to pay these ransoms because yeah. they suggest that if that takes place, it only fuels that marketplace. Sure, yeah. But they paid $5 million. 
essentially to uh, to have the instructions necessary to get their data back and get their systems back online. But apparently experts are saying they could have demanded a lot more. This company's a mass. It could have been like $35 million or something like this. So people were curious why this $5 million figure. And there's a suggestion that they wanted to get it over with quickly because they didn't necessarily weigh the amount of government interest and the mm -hmm. significance of the shortage that they were about to partake in so the next time they they attack it's gonna be 35 mil maybe <laughs> this is just like a little, that was a little taster a little test round yeah but anyway the way this thing works is yeah they kind of lock out or manipulate uh important company data that's necessarily necessary to run the company and then they're sitting there uh frozen losing money every day looking for alternatives checking their own backups unable to come back online and weighing the option of lost revenue mm -hmm. with paying these people off and it seems to be working increasingly you're hearing these stories keep popping up and th this time around they targeted they targeted uh fuel Colonial Pipeline Co. paid nearly $5 million to Eastern European hackers on Friday, helping to restore the country's largest fuel pipeline, according to two people familiar with the transaction. Of course, you're not going to say for certain that that's what's going on. The name of the group, apparently called Darkside, specialize in digital extortion and are believed to be located in Russia or Eastern Europe somewhere. Uh, yeah, the FBI officially discourages, but I have heard that they're a little bit more sensitive or sympathetic where they say like, look, we, all, we also understand if you want to pay because you're just bleeding money at that sure, point yeah. and your customers are without product. And in this case where the attack affects such a huge supply and you're drawing that much attention, you wonder at what point the government escalates things if you don't pay the ransom you know i don't i don't know mm -hmm. but it is kind of terrifying yeah like a system that's that important like fuel delivery to the entire east coast can be shut down by presumably a relatively small hacker group and held at ransom yeah they called it the gas apocalypse wow there's a lot of stories around people just trying to fight uh, just to top off their car here's a quote here's a quote from an expert they had to pay this is a cyber cancer you want to die or you want to live it's not a situation where you can wait Sheesh. Oof, that's rough i never want to hear this those are terrible words yeah, it's, yeah. Oh. no 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 nobody wants that Here's a competing product to Apple's AirTags, which taps into the Find My ecosystem. So it's going to have, uh, it's going to benefit from the scale of connected devices that Apple already has out there from iPhones and so forth and mm -hmm. behave essentially like an AirTag minus the precision tracking in close proximity. Oh. It's not going to have that. Uh, so for me... I looked at the price of it. It's called Chipolo, by the way. It's on pre-order right now. 
and they're saying a cheaper AirTag alternative with Find My integration. But what stood out to me is the price point. They're selling it for $28. Do you know the price of the AirTag? $29. (laughs) It's like, come on. You're going to save $1 and go for the non-Apple branded one without the precision tracking up close over the AirTag? This, to me, almost feels like Apple just putting this product out there so that if they ever have to go to court and they can say, yeah, we let other companies tap into our Find My ecosystem. Mm. We're super fair. Mm. There's this company, Chipolo. They sold 17 units, but they get full access. They love it. No, I'm sure that's not exactly what's going on, but it also doesn't have the same IP rating as the AirTag. AirTag has a higher IP rating as well. (laughs) It has one advantage, Will. I'm going to tell you the one advantage right now. Or maybe you already know it. You know uh, what the advantage is? Um, rechargeable? That's not it. It's, oh, it ha- yeah. It it's the, the hole. It has the keyhole right at the top. And us, of course, we know from experience that the AirTag does not have a hole in it. And you are expected to purchase some sort of holder for it if you hope to put it on your keys. Yeah. And then it's going to dip down and drag down a little bit on your keychain as opposed to being right on it if it had a, had a hole in it to begin with which it could have had because in our video and i fix it and others uh it appears that there's a spot that it could have been yeah. if you want to put a hole right in it but they didn't do that anyway if you factor in the need to buy apple's keychain case if you were going to buy an air tag and the case well now the Chipolo, which feels like, I want to say Chipotle. Yeah. Chipolo, sounds appetizing, mm-hmm. is much cheaper if you're doing that cost comparison. So that might be worth looking at, but I don't know. I think most people are going to want to have that uh, have that precision tracking. The arrows and all that stuff. Yes. It's kind of nice to have, and that's only on the AirTag. So it's cool that it works with Find My, but... I don't, know if it, I don't know if it's going to be enough at a dollar. I, I don't know if it's going to be enough, man. Uh, that laptop, the modular laptop, super repairable laptop from Frameworks. I think we talked about it when it was first announced, but it's actually available now. Hmm. And they're trying to put an end to disposable laptops. It feels fitting right now. There's been a lot of conversation around that right to repair stuff. And this is kind of in line with that. This is a laptop that is modular, DIY, where you're kind of encouraged to get in there and modify things and uh, upgrade components and things like this. So it's going to start, the base model is going to start at $999, or you can do a DIY version starting at $749. The specs are listed here. Uh, You can spec it kind of in a basic way with a Core i5, or you can go all the way up to an i7 machine with 32 gigs of RAM or 64 gigs of RAM if you want to pay even more and up to four terabytes of SSD storage. They have a 2256 by 1504 display. Apparently, they put a lot of energy into the webcam saying they finally, finally you have a good webcam, 1080p 60 FPS capable. It's kind of nice for a webcam. But the key thing here is the fact that, as you can see from this little GIF, everything is user-replaceable. Everything can be swapped out, and it's regular parts. It's not proprietary stuff. 
maybe the battery would probably be proprietary, but you see the uh, wireless equipment, the RAM, the, I mean, even the keyboard deck if you had an issue. And then on top of that, it's modular as far as your ports are concerned, where you can slot in the important ports for you. Mm. So the pre-orders are opening up right now, fully refundable, $100 deposit if you're curious or you would like to get one. They say all kinds of repairs can be done in 10 minutes or less. You could even try to swap out the CPU and mainboard, they say, but that'll take you a little bit longer. Huh. Uh, I think it's cool. I don't know. There's something about it that appeals to me and my tinkering, my tinkery self. Click on expansion cards so you can see up at the top. This is what's exciting. Oh, oh you have to get there. Just go back. You don't have to do all this. You can see it on the main page as you scroll down from here. One of the coolest parts outside of the ability to repair it and really get in there is to pick which ports and attachments are important to you. So on the side of the unit, you can have an HDMI port if that's important to you. Mm. Or you can have an Ethernet port. Or you can have a headphone jack or whatever it is. And you can then have extra ones that you can swap out for certain tasks. If, for example, you're going on a trip and some other port is more important to you, you just swap out the entire module from the side mm -hmm. and i promise you there's a better picture you're gonna find it. it's down here scroll down yeah it's gonna be here and the keyboard also apparently they put a lot of energy into giving you some decent key travel so you have a usb-c module which can slot in there you have a usb-a module so you don't need separate docks or anything 4k 60 hertz hdmi expansion if you want to go for that and there's two of these slots so if display port is what you want Go for that instead. Look, at it's 1.4 up to 8K. Maybe you like to have an SD card slot. Like, this is a level of control you just don't see in consumer electronics. Maybe you want some extra quick, extra fast storage. You can get one terabyte that fits into the same slot. Mm. That's fun, no? Yeah. Am I crazy? You can just carry these. You have a bunch of them? Yeah. Am I crazy? No. Eh. Just a little bit. Here we have a cool comparison between Amazon's new earbuds, Amazon Echo Buds, which appear to be a, a formidable opponent for Apple's AirPods, particularly when you consider the price. So they're coming in quite a bit cheaper. They start at $119. The case looks exactly like an AirPods case, pretty much. The buds look a little bit different, no stems. I uh, they were on my radar when they were first announced, but I do want to get my hands on a pair to to have my own experience. But in the meantime, I saw this little comparison. And what's interesting is they have some features similar to the Pro model AirPods, but actually they're cheaper than the regular AirPods. So Amazon is definitely going after the value play here with the cost being at 119. They also have wireless charging built in through a part, and they have a partnership as well with a little charge dock from Anchor. Believe it or not, imagine that. Amazon made a partnership with Anchor. Oh. You can see it mounted, if uh, probably in the next image, actually. Wow. Check that out. Oh, it charges, like, on the bottom, on the base, not on, like, the back of I the... think it's on the back. I think there's a little kickstand portion that pops oh, okay. up at the back of that Anchor piece there, I'm pretty certain. Uh... So they aren't going to have some of the connectivity features, obviously, that you get with AirPods. You know, you crack them open, you tap into Apple's ecosystem immediately, and this and that. You have Alexa in there. But as far as uh, performance, I was, it was, I was pleasantly surprised that 
uh, in this particular article by uh, Todd Hazelton, he seems to indicate that he feels like this is this is 95% of the way there towards the pro model, but instead for far less money. Uh, you get a lot of ear tips to choose from to get the correct fit. I guess two colors, black and white. You can get them in black, which is kind of a nice little touch. Uh, obviously, you have noise reduction built in there as well. So it's a value, it's a value proposition over here. Mm. You can also get it with wireless charging if you choose to, a wireless charge case. Oh, and battery life is rated better than regular AirPods. So you can get uh, around five hours of battery of playback. And if you use the case, if you include the case's battery life, it's up to 19.5 compared to regular AirPods, uh, which are rate, they're rated at, they're rated at five hours or three hours of talk time. And AirPods Pro is 4.5 hours of playback. Interesting. Anyway, I mean, I think a lot of Apple customers are still like the benefit with the Amazon product is it offers a, an option, not just for Apple users, even though I know they got them in the white and they're squarely targeting AirPods for Windows users and Android users that are just looking for a clean set of fully wireless earbuds. Now that's on the radar. And then maybe the odd Apple customer who is looking to save a few bucks, but I'm guessing, I don't know. Uh, this is Alexa integration. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon. Yeah. Jeff Bezos integration. Bezos is fully integrated. In your ear. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I want to give it a shot. I don't know if it's important or not. I, I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. I might give it a shot. Also, on the, on the possibly important spectrum, we finally have a black PlayStation controller official from Sony for the PlayStation 5. Uh, not just a black one, but also like a reddish pink one as well. And I mean, they, they call it red. I don't know why. I just feel like it has a little pinkish hue to it. But yeah, maybe it's a galaxy lighting. It there. could that could have something to do with it. They're calling it midnight black and cosmic red. Oh, there you which go. Which is like way more complex than just regular red. I don't know if you knew that. Uh -huh. Today we're thrilled to introduce two new colors that will be joining the DualSense controller lineup starting next month: midnight black and cosmic red. Midnight Black features two subtly different shades of black with light gray detailing to reflect how we view space through the night sky. And Cosmic Red offers a striking black and red design inspired by the unique vivid shades of red found throughout the cosmos. They really can pick paint a picture are you buying things yet that's what that's all i want to know did any well, of the do any pen. of those words convince you that you need to buy these look obviously there needs to be a black controller people are going to yes, want that absolutely so that exists now red's a little bit uh extra but on top of that but eventually there's going to be a thousand of these colors if the sure, last yeah. consoles are any indication and which one would you go for out of these two mm. Be honest. Don't lie to us. You know what? I think I might go with the red. It seems like it has like a metallic like sheen to it. Would that be the cosmic red that you're speaking of? For sure, yeah. Whatever uh, they like to call it. Very I'll cosmic it. red guy. All right. Target is going to stop selling Pokemon cards in store, and they're also going to stop selling sports cards in store. I don't know if you knew about this, but it ain't just crypto. No, no, no. It ain't just video games. 
collectibles, everything got a rocket ship. I mean, COVID, everyone got renewed interest. Everybody wants to collect things and invest and yeah. people got time on their hands. Yeah, everything wants to go to space. Yeah. I mean, people just stopped going to restaurants and they realized, oh my God, I spent, I used to spend a lot of time eating food and enjoying myself. Yeah. Now I need to do all the things that aren't that, including Pokemon. Let's buy digital money. Yeah, let's do that. Let's just... Can we trade stocks? Like, I don't know. We got to do something with our time. I used to be at the restaurant. Uh, but no, I mean, look, I don't, I, I mean, everybody's enthusiastic about something. Whatever it is that does it for you, it's Pokemon or uh, if something's limited enough and there's more supply or demand than supply, okay, value goes up. People were doing crazy things. They're breaking into stores. They're suspended from the ceiling trying to get those new. They were lining up outside the front. They're getting in scuffles with one another. Trying to get their hands on these drops, get, trying to get their hands on these cards. Yes. I believe there was actually a shooting in one case. Oh. People have reportedly been opening cereal boxes in stores to steal the included Pokemon cards. Someone in Japan climbed down a rope to steal 9,000 worth of the cards. Uh, someone pulled a gun during a fight over sports cards. So Target's also halting MLB, NFL, and NBA cards as well. What about NHL? Can I still get that? Are the hockey fans... Relaxed. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> to ensure the safety of our guests and team members, effective May 14th, MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards will no longer be sold in stores until further notice. So you can still get them. Uh, you can still get them on the website, but apparently it's too much heat for the local target as far as in store is concerned. You see, we can't have those nice things. It's like the dude in the backseat. Uh huh. Yeah. Can't have those nice things. Facebook is launching its uh, crypto project, or I don't know if I should say launching. They're moving it. They were trying to do things in Switzerland, which you like to call Sweden sometimes. So yeah. little known, <laughs> little later moment. What was that during a wild card round? You just yeah. got flustered and you just. <laughs> I was like, "What am I talking about again?" <laughs> <laughs> Man, I miss those days. No, no. What happened to your wild card? Those are the moments, man. That's why I did this show for those moments. <laughs> now nah, we good. Sweden, Switzerland. You're like, no, 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 Sweden. No, 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 no. Switzerland. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was a time, man. Anyway, this product called Diem uh, is a rebrand. At one point, the project was called Libra. And they were going to try to register it in Switzerland for global application. And then they realized this is taking too long. We need to have our project happen faster. We need to reel in the scope of it. Why don't we just bring it back to the U.S. and target the U.S. market first? Mm. And maybe a way we can do that is if we peg it uh, like one of these stable coins, we just peg it to the U.S. dollar. Huh. And so that's what they're aiming at now. DM is planning to launch the payment system from the USA in a first phase because initially the project will focus on the USA as its target market. Uh, and will launch a pilot of the stablecoin. It did not say when. So Facebook wants to get into, and there's other players involved in the company, but they want to get involved in payments. I don't know how and where and like how they see it. Uh, where they see people using it. is it a Facebook marketplace thing first? Do people transact in there, I guess, to a certain extent? Uh, or maybe they just, it's a completely separate play the same way that 
Jack Dorsey's goofing around with Square and Cash App and everything else. Maybe uh. crypto is just somehow tied into social media in the future. I mean, Facebook's playing around with VR, so they just want to have these things going on, future things. Yeah. I mean, good for them. They're trying something different. Yeah. Libra seems like uh, this project has been going on for a while, eh? Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah. They changed the name, DM. I don't know what's better. Taiwan's gigabyte technology is facing a boycott in China after mocking low-quality mainland manufacturing. Now, I don't know if it was necessarily mocking. I went through and read it. But, you know, I'm on South China Morning Post, so, I mean, you got to get the headline, and I get that. It was an advertisement which was called out by the youth wing of the Communist Party of China. This is like a group on Weibo. It's got a lot of followers. What is it? What was the number? It's like 16 million followers on Weibo. The ad stated, what did they say? Unlike, oh no, yes, this was what it said. Unlike other brands that have opted for low cost and low quality contract manufacturing in China, Gigabyte Technology is committed to producing excellent and high-performing components and laptops. As a Taiwan-based laptop and component manufacturer, we ensure that 90% of our laptops are made locally in Taiwan. What, what do you say, Will? Is that, is that uh, mocking? And also, I thought there was a key thing in here, which was it didn't say all things made in China. It said low-quality contract manufacturing in China. So was that more of a hit at really temporary, like fast, can you make a thing for me? And, and Like the prototype. Just was it more of a an attack on a way of doing things as opposed to an entire, because like Apple products are made in China. You see, you see what I'm saying over here? Yeah. It's, it obviously can't apply to everything that's manufactured in China. Yeah, it's a good question. But I can see how also the tone is received in the other way. Like, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say something good has to come from this other place or whatever. So anyway, they pulled the ad down. And now there's a boycott. The The thing vanished. They're, the brand vanished from a variety of shopping sites. There, there was a swift apology, but Gigabyte's products disappeared from most major Chinese e-commerce platforms. Just real quick, no results on JD.com. The official Gigabyte store on Tmall had no product listings. Mm. Just vanished. Bye-bye, Gigabyte. You said what? That's some, with the swiftness, that's some speed to it. Uh-huh. You said what? What did you say, Willie? That's what I want to know. What's Gigabyte's uh, equivalent? Yeah, you're no longer States? on JD.com. You're gone. Uh, Gigabyte's Would equivalent? Like, well, uh, the, the truth of the matter is they make nice stuff. I mean, I use their stuff. Like, they yeah. <laughs> they, they, they actually, uh, it is high-quality stuff. Like, what can I say about it? Uh-huh. Mechanical keyboard in the laptop, and I'm tapping sure. away, and... Yeah, I don't know what, what the equivalent... Well, there's a couple of them in Taiwan, right? There's a couple of of uh, component makers, yeah, laptop manufacturers in Taiwan. I mean, what's equivalent here? 
What do you that mean would by be that? Just like completely just gone. Nothing. You can't like just flip a, a switch and get it off no, all e-commerce. No, I'm just e-commerce. saying, like, what's equivalent to that? Like uh, Costco or something? <laughs> I don't know. What, what What do you mean? If 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 it was no longer available at Costco, something? No, like a company like like Gigabyte in like U- the U.S. Like, what's equivalent to that just being gone? You know, you know what I mean. Not really, like no, a product okay. or a, a brand, a company. Yeah, a brand. A company just vanishes. Yeah, because I'm trying to like, well, like a figure car? out how big they are in China. Oh, the scale like of the what's compared the scale of the company. Yeah, like what's what's uh, uh I actually don't know the number of units or the revenue yeah. of the company, but I think it could apply to um. Well, you could apply it to anything. You could apply it to any consumer good that's available that could easily be boycotted. But the thing that wouldn't happen, I don't know what a company would have to say to immediately get pulled from a variety of retailers. Usually it would have to be some sort of safety concern or something. Sure, yeah. Or it would have to be so offensive. Or dangerous. Or dangerous. Yeah, the, a company would have to do something pretty wild to get pulled from all the, all the retailers all at once. Yeah. I can't imagine a scenario where that would happen, but okay. I'm sure it has in the past. But definitely safety and recalls and things like that, it does happen where it will vanish. But um, I mean, good luck to Well, Gigabyte. Trump Trump was trying to ban companies, right? Like TikTok. Like Huawei. Is that uh, it was different in the sense that it was Yeah. There were and, investigations and they were claim to have information about espionage or whatever it was it wasn't any one particular statement but that effectively kept those products off the shelves yeah but even then like huawei wasn't big in the states i'm saying well they never they never had the chance yeah i'm saying like equivalent like uh maybe like a facebook or something being canceled no facebook's huge They're just dude. done i i don't know facebook i don't know you're taking us on a wild goose chase here well. <laughs> yeah well well good luck to gigabyte Hopefully oh i'm sure they'll get it sorted out. out they made an apology i'm sure they get it sorted out they just uh you know it's like anything else they started putting that made in taiwan badge on there and and you have similar stuff happen in japan and germany and the u.s for that matter you know what i mean sure, yeah. it happens and then you overstep the bounds and people people might say, well, you know what? I'll just skip your, your product then. And I don't like what you, it's up to people to determine how they feel about these things uh-huh. ultimately. But it's pretty hard to buy it when it's not in the site anymore. <laughs> kind of takes away the option, doesn't it, Well, uh-huh. All right, last up, McDonald's is raising hourly wages for company-owned restaurants. McDonald's can't find workers. I don't know if you knew this. But you may have seen a viral clip where somebody's rolling through and there's like a sign written in paper. And it was like, sorry that this is going to take forever, but tell that to everyone who didn't show up to work today. Mm-hmm. Something along these lines. Mm-hmm. So it's been uh, p- people, people, customers have come roaring back because COVID's starting to cool off in most of the states at the moment. And but employees hadn't come roaring back. Mm-hmm. And so McDonald's is going to raise the hourly wage in, in hopes of 
hiring 10,000 workers over the next three months. There's a lot of workers. Does that mean that they laid off 10,000 workers before? They're just trying to make up for it or what? No, maybe to, it or could, they're just like it could, be, it could be that or it could be that the demand has elevated, that, right. they've, that they've done well and more people coming through to drive through. Yeah. Based on a current labor market, McDonald's expects that the average wage for employees of its company-owned restaurants will be $15 per hour by 2024. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, an average. Uh, 10,000 locations. What's crazy about this is that this only applies to the company-owned restaurants. Most McDonald's restaurants are owned by franchisees. They're mm -hmm. sold as franchises. And then that's up to those individuals how many people they want to hire. Oh. But... There are about 5% of the stores which are owned by the McDonald's Corporation, and they, they run them. And so they're speaking on that behalf. So that's a lot of employees for like a 5%. You can imagine if you were to pile in all the McDonald's that are probably receiving similar demand and increases in volume, and they're also looking to hire. Huh. So it's a, it's a pretty big-time shortage. Chipotle went on to say that their average wage per hour will be $15 by the end of June. Everybody's looking for workers now. People going back out to the restaurants, as I said to you. Back uh -huh. out to the to the eateries. Exciting. McDonald's says that over the next several months, entry-level employees will be making between 11 to 17 per hour, and shift managers will make between 15 and 20 bucks an hour based on location. I guess it's one way to do it. Well, you can't get employees. You just up, <laughs> start trying to pay more. Yeah. You say, please. Up the price. We need you. The ice cream machine isn't working right now. Yeah, we, go fix it. We need you. 